0: Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding powered by EHE Capital. Welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. And today Gary and Guy are discussing the importance of looking after yourself. As uh, this is a very good topic, and they're already cracking up and making sense. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm laughs> <laughs>
1: I do look after myself. Well, yeah, and, and, and isn't laughter good for you as well? That's kind of looking after yes. yourself. Or the Is yeah. it endorphins and stuff like that?
0: That's it. That's it.
1: Well, we're straight yeah. into
0: it. Straight yeah. into it. Hit the ground
1: running. Go for Hit it. Hit the ground running. Guy, are you going to introduce this one or me? Uh, I'll go for it. Why not? Okay. In the last podcast with David Braithwaite, we were talking about, you know, looking after yourself from a point of view of, of, of training and, and coaching. But there are other aspects which I think most entrepreneurs will relate to in terms of looking after yourself. And it's actually looking after you physically, yourself physically. So just like the coaching, you put everybody before yourself, probably to your detriment. So you want to be first in the office. You probably want to go home last the night to set the example. Taking time off probably doesn't happen as frequently as it as it should do. Uh, you pay yourself last. There's there's I mean, I could go on. There's probably 20, 30 things that you could list that you put everyone else before yourself. And to a certain degree, that's the way it should be. But some entrepreneurs that becomes extreme and as the business develops, carries on and it shouldn't do. The reality is, I think when you start a business, you do have to put a lot of hours in and your time off might be limited for the first year or so. You know, you're probably going to pay yourself a lot less than you could earn if you were in a in a job, but you accept all that because, you know, you've got a, a higher thing to, to achieve and, you know, you've got a, a vision you want to fulfill. So you're prepared to do that. But what it can't do is it can't go on over a long period of time because it, it becomes unhealthy. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about things like sleep. You know, one of my sayings used to be sleep's for wimps and you can you sleep when you're dead. And And how pathetic is that now? You know, and I know the science behind it and, and it's just absolutely the wrong attitude to have. And the same with food, you know, you have to eat properly. You, you know, there's There's no excuse nowadays. There's so much information on food and and why it's so important to your body. And the same with exercise. Again, you know, if you're working a lot of hours, it's easy to skip the exercise, whereas I think exercise should become part of your work routine. So we'll we'll go into those in a a little bit more detail, kind of into into the podcast. So, I mean, what do you think, Gary? I mean, you know, were you the same as me? You put everybody else before... Yourself. yeah definitely definitely and, and i think you know if you
0: look at it from a selfish very focused point of view the most important person in the business is the entrepreneur so therefore you're not being selfish if you're looking after yourself because you've got to actually have high energy people are looking for your decisions so you need to look after yourself and, I, and i've done both long hours too much alcohol all the wrong thing not enough exercise because you can't fit it all in basically you just can't you know there are there were times that when I was doing three different types of job, and I was doing it six slash seven days a week, and it was generally sixteen hours per day. Wow, running three different jobs, you know. But hey, I had the energy, thank- thankfully. But you can't sustain that, and you learn. You know, I'm 55 now. I'm talking when I was probably 28. But you learn that actually that A isn't sustainable, and there's such a better way, a more efficient way of uh, behaving, and no question for me, the better sleep, exercise, food I eat and keep off the alcohol, the clarity in my mind and decision-making and actions are probably 20
1: to 40% better. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think even when you're younger, what you don't realise is your body can cope with it, right? We, we know that. It gets harder the older you get, but your body copes with it. But the reality is that you will not be as effective even when you're young. If you're not looking after yourself, particularly if you've not had enough sleep and you've not had chance to process everything that's happened the day before in your brain, there's so yeah. much science now about the different types of sleep, and and you can measure it quite easily. You know, Gary and I have both got the. Um, I, think, I think yeah, my my wife uh, jokes that we're married because we 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 kind of wear the same ring, <laughs> <laughs> but you know this this ring is brilliant the aura ring uh, o u r a i think gary isn't it it's different to the the watches uh, in the fact that it, it's specifically for sleep and exercise that that's what it that's what it excels at in particular sleep and it breaks it down and it you know it has really quite a smart algorithm which gives you readiness for the day and and actually i suspect that you know, i wish i wish i had the data from when i was young and like you say, working 16-hour days, going out, boozing in the evening with either friends or colleagues or whatever, and then you know getting to bed late and getting up early in the morning and, and doing that on a regular basis. I wish I had the data about my readiness based on this algorithm compared to what it is today when, all right, I'm not perfect and I don't eat as well as I should do, but I certainly Aim to go for seven or eight hours sleep a night, and I certainly exercise a lot well, that, more than that, ever. That
0: hour ring for me, Guy, actually reduced my alcohol intake because what surprised me is that I was always, I've been a good sleep all my life. I could sleep almost standing up in seconds. Uh, I think it's because my brain goes at 100 miles an hour and I need a bit of recharge. But anyway, so when I used to have a few drinks and I thought I slept really well, you know, I'm sort of like, I'm out for the count for 10 hours. Wake up in the morning, a bit groggy, but hey, I've had my sleep. But actually, the truth is, the hour ring is going, oh no, that was not a good night's sleep. <laughs> it Your heart rate is normally yeah. 50, and it's now 60, 68 average. This is a terrible night's sleep, and they give you a score. and I always like to beat the score. And I'm down in the 50s after a, a drink when I normally like to be in the 80s or 90s. So yeah, it's been good for that for me.
1: It's funny, you know. We've we've never actually, I mean, even though we know we've got an aura ring each, we haven't actually compared figures. Now, those figures you've just quoted are exactly the same as me. If I've been out in the booze, my score is like fifty-eight or something ridiculously low like that, which is terrible. Yeah. Yes. Uh, whereas if you know I have I've had a reasonable sleep, it's sort of somewhere between about seventy-five and eighty-three typically. Yeah. And a pal of mine who uh, I don't know how he does it, but he he regularly has nine scores of ninety plus in his sleep i've never known anyone have such a high score wow, good thing. Uh, and and but you're right booze absolutely affects it and you know really drops your score and and it's scientific you know you can't argue against it and um, the, the quality of sleep they give, of you, they no give tips
0: is as well about sleep don't they you know we were lucky enough to, i can't remember the gentleman's name but we were listening to a guy who was an expert in sleep He's from the yeah. uk yeah we listening to him and he was talking about you know, you need cool air in the room. Make sure it's dark. Don't eat food late. Coffee's got a—I think he said—a shelf life or a half life of about ten hours. So don't have it after twelve midday. You know, there was lots of elements that he was saying. Make up a good night's sleep.
1: I think that's very true. I was just desperately looking behind me on the bookcase, Gary, because I have his book and I, couldn't, oh, you? I can't quite see it. So I was trying to find his name for you, but you're right. He was so he was almost the world's expert on sleep, and he was yeah he British was. Yeah, and and to be fair, he, you know, <laughs> he looked really good as well. You you, you know, as yeah, you'd hope, it was he someone that seemed to practice what he preached. Made a lot of sense. Sleep's definitely one. Food's another one. And actually, I mean, you know, Gary, maybe you could share, you know, your thoughts on on food because I know, you know, you've changed your eating habits over the last few years, haven't you? And and how's that? How's that helped you? If I link it to the next one, the exercise one, I, I've always
0: done exercise, so I do exercise almost every day. In fact, I do every day. Uh, it's not a bad addiction to have, I think, yeah, exercise. But linked with that, I, I've turned uh, vegetarian in the last two years. And that has had a huge effect on my sleep scores, my energy levels, uh, how I feel. That's been a really positive move. And I think I've tried quite a lot of different strategies with eating. And, and obviously, the one that's probably most prevalent is balance. Just have a little of everything. You know, uh, I, I think that's probably the the one I would say. But there is a book that I really, I really, really rate. It's called Fit for Life, and it's an eating strategy, and it, it explains in about – I can read it in about an hour and a half. It explains why we've got it so wrong in life in such a way that is so powerful, and it's probably written 30, maybe 40, 50 years ago. It's about vegetables and fruit, but in a very different way than you've ever heard of before. So I would recommend if anyone's serious about looking at eating strategies of food, have a look, just type in Fit for Life, I'm sure it's in Google, but get a copy and I can't tell
1: you how much sense it makes. And I won't go into the detail because we haven't got time, but really quite powerful. Excellent. That's good tip. Thank you. You know, if you go on Amazon and key in food and health and whatnot, there are literally tens of thousands of of books on the subject. So it can be quite confusing, can't it? So it's useful to have a, a recommendation like that. But I think ultimately, it's like you say, it's, it's moderation. Everything in moderation, you know. You, I think also, I think it's fair to say that red meat. Um, we all know now how how bad that is for you. So if you're going to eat meat, you eat white meat and so on. But we're not experts on this, but so I, I'm, you're better at it than I am. But we both make an effort in terms of food, and I certainly agree with you. Exercise. I'm quite happy. I do something every day. It might be something as simple as a, a dog walk for an hour and a half. Or if I'm not doing that, then I'll be in the gym doing some stuff for, for an hour every day. A little bit every day is, 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 you, you, is do you forward.
0: find it it one leads to another? So you start with an apple.
1: You know, they used to have a coach who said, just
0: start with an apple a day. And you start with an apple and then you go, actually I'm feeling a bit better. Then you move on to the next bit, then you do another walk, dog walk, or then you get into running or swimming or you know, it
1: just you just gotta start, haven't you really? I know mean, some people find it quite hard, but if yeah. you just get on with it. Well, I've definitely improved on sleep. I've definitely improved on exercise, and I'm aware of food. (laughs) So uh, a bit too aware. We haven't talked about alcohol, which we both cut back. We both
0: feel we're social drinkers, certainly in, in lockdown. But I think a bit of alcohol, you know, everyone has a different perspective. I find certainly in a social situation, I enjoy a glass of wine or a beer or two. It's just a nice way to,
1: and I think it helps you relax as well. Yeah, yeah, it does, and, and and you know we we had a conversation earlier today actually, didn't we? And I said that my my alcohol consumption and you were the same has dropped dramatically over lockdown because we're not socialising in the way that we were before lockdown. Therefore, I'm not somebody who has a glass of wine when they get home from work or at the end of the day or a whiskey or before they go to bed and that kind of thing, because a, I know it, I know the effect it has on the sleep from, from aura. <laughs> yes. yeah. So I kind of want to limit it to one or two days a week, maybe maximum. But if I, you know, if I do go out, I am a, I am a bit of a classical binge drinker. So if I go out with my mates, then, you know, it won't be one or two that we have, but if I, if I go out with family or I'll perhaps have one, maybe two drinks and, and, and that's it. And I'm aware of the effect it has on your sleep and on your body. So, uh, and, and, and I think for, for, for entrepreneurs, you know, this is the point we're trying to get across here is that you absolutely need to be aware of these things. But then, you know, you have to make a point and make time to uh, include these things in your day. And, you know, one of the things we did actually at the office, it was a suggestion from a member of the team. Someone said, why don't we have some fruit? So we literally got a, a delivery of fruit every day uh, and and had that available in the office and people could help themselves. Uh, we had the coffee machine and, you know, coffee in, in moderation, particularly in the morning. So you don't start, uh, that the half-life of coffee doesn't start affecting your sleep at night. Yeah. As long as you have it before sort of midday, one o'clock in the afternoon, then on the whole, you should be fine. You know, the other thing that we did actually in the office, and and this was driven by me and it was part of my daily routine, was that we we offered gym membership for everybody who wanted to, to join the gym. We had one literally on the back of the office so there was absolutely no excuse. You know, you'd walk out the door and walk into the gym kind of thing. And it was right there. And it was a swimming pool, sauna, gym upstairs. It, you know, it had had everything, albeit on a, it wasn't huge. So we, we kind of tried to make that, you know, we tried to encourage the team to be healthy as well. And, and you know, I certainly tried to do that. And and thing- I found the gym very
0: cathartic as well, especially after a heavy day. Sometimes I get to the gym after a heavy day and I just go to sleep in the sauna. Yeah, I was so not good. I couldn't. I, there was no space left in my head or any energy in my body. But generally, the more exercise you do, the more energy you have. And you I find you to, the next morning,
1: Gary, is a prune. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but actually, um, it wasn't the sauna. I forget what it's called, like a, a caldarium or something. That it's it's hot, but it's not you know like a sauna hot.
1: Right. So, so you, you
0: went to a post gym then, do you? I've yeah. never heard of that even. Well, it was actually uh, Hall Cross Hall was my, is my local view. Yes, it is. Well, is it posh? It's big and there's lots of facilities. Good. But I think, you know, I, I'm a big catnapper. So, again, if I was traveling around the UK, I would just pull over and go to sleep for 20 minutes and then I... go again. And that was my sort
1: of strategy. It's funny, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I could put my head down anywhere and go to sleep for, for a A period of time, and and quite often, you know, I'll I'll have 10 minutes, but if I'm not careful and don't set the alarm, it can turn into an hour. And (laughs) then when you wake up after an hour,
0: you used to have a cat nap, I mean,
1: you've gone for an hour. (laughs) I know, but don't I I don't feel particularly good after an hour? 10 minutes I get up and it's just I get on with it and it's absolutely fine. I try and avoid it actually because I I find a sleep better at night, it affects your hours, (laughs) it does, and it knows you, it catches you out, it knows you, It it says. It calls it rest, doesn't it? So it yeah, knows you've had rest. your head down somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
0: does. You see, hammering for entrepreneurs is brilliant because we're competitive. We want a good score. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. I, I, I walk yeah. the dog every morning. And I'm
1: looking at. I'm waiting for the score to come up. And if you don't walk fast <laughs> yeah. enough, it doesn't register as exercise. So that you have to get a, a heartbeat of probably over a hundred. It's a reasonably fast walk for it to start registering as exercise. Otherwise, it's kind of you just lolling around. Yes, in fact, I, I I would I was thinking of feeding back because it doesn't recognise cycling at all. All oh, right, okay. At well, all. it won't it won't know, will it? Because you it's, it, well, your heart rate's up, isn't it? Your heart rate's up, but it won't know it's cycling. No, but it recognises walking and running. Well, walking, you're moving. It's got an accelerometer in the in the ring, so it knows when you're moving your arm, but it doesn't know when you're moving your legs. No, I thought but, it would pick up on heart rate that you've done something, but it doesn't pick up anything. Okay. Well, well, there you go. Feed, feedback. Have a chat with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I've been so, out on three, three hours on my bloody bike,
0: it's still like, you're me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you've got an Apple Watch, what you can do is set your Apple Big Watch thing. so it picks it up and it transfers yeah. the from Apple Health into your Aura yeah. score. That's what I do. So when I'm on the machine in the morning, I do my electrical trainer or I'll do my cycling machine and I'll tell the Apple Watch and then that kind of moves it over we're, we're, we're going a bit too much detail on aura here yeah. we're, we're almost yeah. like a, a sales department the final thing uh we, we we're sort of in the last few minutes really gary but you know i think part of looking after yourself actually is having people around you that you can turn to as well we, we've talked before on a few occasions to say that being an entrepreneur is quite a lonely place where it can be and it's really important to have people you can vent at or unload kind of your thoughts to or just to discuss ideas with or, or whatever it is, and you know that person conform, can form can, can be somebody within the business like a non-exec we've talked about in detail previously, so we won't go into that, but you know somebody a non-exec or a chairman or some, you know a colleague that you, you're really close to that you, you can talk to pretty much about anything like that you
0: know it's a really good point because I, I, I've had many conversations, and it, it's interesting that you actually know the answer but you need to talk to somebody about it. You need to verbalise it. Yeah. So I've talked to somebody for probably 20 minutes, and afterwards they go, oh, thanks very much, and they go, you know what, I never said a bloody word. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens is you talk to yourself, they nod or whatever the case, and they grab a coffee, and actually you come to answers by just verbalising yeah. and mm-hmm. having somebody else to talk to
1: safely, really. 100%. When you verbalise ideas that are in your head, You you almost talk yourself through the process in a little bit more detail, and you start to think through things with a little bit more clarity. I think, and by the end of it, even though the other person's not said anything, you've got a much better idea of whether it's a good idea and the detail behind the idea as well. Yes,
0: yeah, I I think it's really. I think that's a really good point. You know, you talk about sleep, food, exercise—they are critical. But having someone around to talk to to help with your mental balance is also. uh, Really, And it can be, as we've said, anybody actually, but the more focused the better in terms of the a, a coach,
1: stroke, non-advent. Yeah. And uh, we're going to wrap this up now, Gary, but the uh, the other one i would mentioned just very quickly, last 20 seconds is, is also friends and family. You know, uh, it's really, I've got two or three really close friends that I feel I can talk to uh, about anything in, in, in my business. And even though they might not understand it, they, they they're there to listen and, and do the same thing as an exec, and the same with family. You know, I can I feel I can talk to most of my family about these things. So, anyway, there we go. We're I think we're I think we're at the uh, the end. Anything you'd like to add, or are we done? No,
0: I think that's covered some key key bits. Looking after yourself as an entrepreneur is in the critical area. So let's get on it. Great way to
1: uh, end it. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, guys. And if you head over to the ehe.capital website, you'll find uh, more podcast episodes and, of course, blog posts and all different aspects of running your business, including looking after yourself. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.